Coming up in this edition of the Cougar Insiders podcast, we have an introduction of a new team member in the Deseret News who's going to be part of this podcast and will be covering BYU with Jeff Call, Brandon Gurney, and myself. We'll break down the biggest surprises of this fall football camp so far and discuss what has stood out. We'll also give you the biggest X factors of the season. This and much more in this edition of the Cougar Insider podcast. Welcome to the Cougar Insider Podcast. I'm Dick Harmon, a columnist for the Deseret News, along with beat writers Jeff Call and Brandon Gurney. Just not here today, however, but we do welcome in the newest beat writer for the Deseret News covering BYU, sports writer Jay Drew. Welcome to the Deseret News, Jay. How's it feel to leave the dark side? <laughs> feels awesome. It's uh, just a thrill. I'm still pinching myself that uh, I'm getting this opportunity and to make sure it's real. And uh, every morning I wake up since the transition happened and uh, just thankful that uh, that I'm uh, with the Deseret News now, a very professional news organization and one I'm just absolutely have admired over the years and and proud to be a part of. Well, I think I can speak for the other members of the team here that are covering BYU. We welcome you, Jay. Uh, you've had a long and storied career, uh, done a lot of things in the last three decades, and I think it's only going to enhance the coverage of the Deseret News and this podcast and the other things we're trying to do. Great team, great together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We do have a new sponsor we welcome in for this podcast, and that's Mr. Mac. Uh, great place to buy suits and shirts and ties, prepare for a mission uh, if you've got a son or a grandson son, um, or even for yourself. Mr. Mac is the place to go, and we welcome them for the entire season. Gentlemen, let's get right to it. Um, Let's have, hey, Jay, tell me what your biggest takeaway is so far in the three weeks of camp, uh, fall camp for BYU football. What has stood out to you? Just that they're unabashedly talking about how important the Utah game is, just how they've got to get that game. They've got to get the monkey off their back. Everything is focused on that. Just the intensity that that game has brought and just everything they break camp or they break practice by saying beat Utah. And just that's what stands out is this is the beat Utah training camp. One of the things I think might be a danger in that is if they win that game, which they're not favored to win, but if they win the game, it will be a huge reset to go all the way to Tennessee, SEC country and play and and move away from the emotions of a win. If they lose that game with all that they've invested in it, uh, they've got to pick themselves off the carpet because it's a big goal for them and not reaching that goal is going to be a big letdown. Uh, Brandon Gurney, it's uh, it's going to be tough. But what's your biggest takeaway so far? My, my biggest takeaway is the offense. And the offense is one fall camp. Um, it's made the progressions that you think an offense should make with, with, I mean, BYU didn't have this offense last year. They changed offenses midstream. First year offensive coordinator. I mean, they had a lot of growing pains. They get everyone back. So of course that should happen. The offense should take a big leap forward. I think we've largely seen that. Talking to defensive players, they're really impressed what, by what the offense is doing. It's a real challenge. And when's the last time the defense is really been challenged by a BYU offense during a fall practice. Long time. And I, and I think the defensive players are really excited about it, not to mention the offensive players. I think you're going to see significant improvement with the BYU offense this year. Well, I, I'm, I'm with you. The offense is looking good. And uh, in years past, like you say, defense has usually stood up and, and had their days. They've had some of their days, but the offense, and I think you've got to credit Zach Wilson for this. Oh, for sure. He's come back off surgery. He's been a leader. He's studied hard. He's worked hard. He's done all the things he could do without throwing the ball. The ball. And then he's been throwing the 
the ball effectively, and he's just that one force in the huddle and sidelines and the offensive room that I think is really lifting up this team. Jay, what's what stood out to you um, as far as uh, the biggest surprise? What what has really surprised you about this BYU team so far? I think that they've probably. I think it's physically. I think you look at them; they just look like a Division One football team. Just the with the addition of the fifth-year graduate transfers, the running backs, Emmanuel Supa and Tyson Williams. But just and how hard they go physically, and just you know the weight room, the stature. Just the there's some physical specimens on this team, and uh, especially on offense, some of these guys have really hit the weight room hard and look really good. Uh, guys like. Leva Hefo and kind of stand out and and uh, even Dax Milne has put on a little bit of weight so and then the tight ends you know Matt Bushman is more chiseled so I would just say just the overall look is is more impressive than I can remember. You know, they, they really were in, in, a, in a hurting situation at the end of last season in the backfield with running backs. And you got to credit them. They went out and got some senior graduates to transfer in. It looks like Taysom Williams really has been a pleasant surprise, maybe one of the biggest surprise. Everyone talks about him with respect and that he's been productive. He looks the part. Uh, Lopini Katoa uh, looks like he's ready to play. He's healthy. That's one of the big surprises for me is how the running back situation has kind of really solidified itself, at least early early without having played a game. Brandon, what's your big surprise? My, my biggest surprise continues to be just how well these freshmen that just come out of nowhere that were recruited by no one. I mean, let's be honest. When I'm talking guys like George Udo. I, I guess Keanu Hill ha- had a little bit of attention, but these guys are able to come in and make impacts and look like players right away. On one end, maybe that doesn't speak well to, to the existing talent within the program. Maybe there's just that uptick where th- that allows these guys to do it. But I, I still think it's impressive that, that Coach Lamb and this coaching staff say, able to go out and identify guys. I mean, we talk about under-the-radar recruits all the time, and it's just like, whatever, okay. He wasn't very highly recruited, but these really are under-the-radar That's guys. especially. That, that's yeah. what he does. Absolutely, and, and it's paying dividends. And you see what George Udo's been doing. I mean, are you, are you serious? A kid that's never played cornerback before. He's vying, and I think BYU's cornerback position is pretty deep relative to other years with talent. And uh, Keanu Hill, Jay did an excellent article on, on Keanu just, just the other day, and he's really standing out. So just the young guys being able to integrate themselves, and I I haven't even talked about guys like Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely, who also have made big impacts. So, so that continues to impress me with, with this team and what they're able to do on that front. Well, gentlemen, it's the sale Mr. Mac customers wait for. Buy one suit at two ninety nine and get the second suit for $1. That's right. Buy one for two ninety nine and get the second for just $1. Mr. Mack will be breaking this ad on TV September the 1st. However, to this podcast, they will uh, the be in stores and available right now. Uh, beat the rush and get the best selection, Mr. Mack. Buy one suit two ninety nine and get the second for $1. Mr. Mack has free alterations, on-site tailor shops, and all of their nine stores. Support our sponsor. We're, we welcome them. Gentlemen, um, and we'll go to you, Jay, and I, I mentioned before, Jeff Call is not with us. He's getting ready to uh, hear uh, Tom Homo speak at Education Week, where Jay will be in a few minutes. But Jay, let me let me ask you this: What what do you think will be the biggest X factor on this team? I think it's going to be the tight ends. I think, uh, especially if uh, Moroni Lalulu Pututau comes back, he's he's been out of uh, camp for academic reasons. It sounds like he's returning this week. Everyone knows how good Matt Bushman is. Joe Tukuafu is going to help as well if he's healthy. I think they're really going to go to the tight ends a lot more. They're going to play to their strengths. 
And I think uh, that's going to be the X factor. I think if they can get some blocking out of those guys, but also some mismatches downfield, I think that's going to be the strength of the team and, and is going to take some pressure off young Zach Wilson and, and allow him to do what he does. So, yeah, tight ends are my X factor. Brandon Gurney, I, th- I think with Almond coming back, remember him as a freshman. Yeah, Jake could, Oldroyd. Jake, Jake Oldroyd, excuse me. Did I say Almond? Jake Oldroyd, game-winning field goal at Arizona. Got a lot of guts. He's a Texan. He could really change this season in a lot of ways. He is a guy that really could change the whole face of BYU's situational scoring ability in a lot of drives. Oh, for sure. He's huge. I, everyone, No one likes to think about the kicking game. But you look at, at the deficiencies BYU's had in the kicking game in years past. Big X factor is the kicking game. And I'd like to congratulate both of you. It's Jay's first podcast. He, he stole my X factor, my number one. Okay, uh, you go. And, to your- <laughs> and I think Moroni Lalupututau is a huge X factor. Uh, him being able to revert back to form and show that pre-injury form he did last year, it's going to be enormous for this offense if he's, if he's able to do it. I'm going to go with the defensive line. You have Kyrus Tonga. He's amazing, right? But but who's that other guy? Who's that other guy that can warn a double team? Uh, I thought it might be Lorenzo Fate. He's had a decent fall, fall camp, but not really emerging. I, there hasn't been really that guy emerging and for BYU to take that next step defensively they need to dominate that line of scrimmage they I, I define what we're going to see from the defensive line as a solid defensive line dominating probably not you need you need better uptick in that and I think if those guys improve and can become that dominant uh, defensive line that that would be really uh, progressive and just taking that defense to the next level they've got to find a pass rush they've Absolutely. got to do that they, that's Absolutely. probably one of the more important things and uh, hey guys you know one thing I've noticed and I think it's probably because this team is pretty close, is they really care about each other. They talk about each other. They give each other credit. They're getting to drill segments quicker and faster. I think they're being more productive. They brought in a... a learning specialist who came in and taught uh, the coaches and the players how to learn more effectively. And Kalani turned over his whole practice the other day to the players to let them teach one another, help each other. Uh, other. And and I think that's going to be something that's going to be fun to watch. And Jay, you had a, a real good piece on the intensity level of this team rising, and it's uh, palatable and you can measure it. Yeah, and, and that's obviously a byproduct of playing Utah first, and they're, it's fresh in their minds because they lost to him last Last November in heartbreaking fashion, and uh, the, the Utes are up front first. Utah's number fourteen. All kinds of preseason accolades for Utah. Expectations are sky high, and BYU has to like its position. Kind of coming in this as the clear-cut underdog, the team with the chip on its shoulder, and I, I've been noticed that intensity. Everybody you talk to, coaches, players alike. They're making no bones about it. They have to beat Utah. They just, they're sick and tired of losing. They're sick and tired of people bringing it up constantly. And that's been one of the themes of, of camp is just this opener, first time ever, and how important that game is. Finally, what, what is the biggest thing that needs to be resolved, Brandon Gurney? What, what what has to happen in this team? What do they have to do? You mentioned one important thing is a pass rush and the progress of that defensive line. But aside from that, what has to happen? It may be that they've got to beat Utah. Yeah, I, th- I think that the offensive line is what has to happen. Uh, the offensive line seems to be in as good a shape as we've ever seen, not ever, but, but in some time, uh, a long time. This off- And they need to be that dominating unit. They need to, to forge a really productive run game and become that true trip tip of the spear. It's there where they can just dictate the flow of play, put together long drives. We haven't seen that from a B-way offense in a long time. And and and, and subsequently, I, I, I mentioned the receivers. No one talks about the receivers. Uh, who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be that 
guy to step forward. With the offensive line production and, and maybe the receivers, you know, they're going to help each other out. That's what the offense needs to make that next progression. I, I'm high on the on the BYU offensive line. Still have a lot of question marks about the BYU wide receivers. Jay, we have noticed that the offensive line has taken charge in the leadership of this team. They kind of set the tone in practice, and, and everybody looks to them. Yeah, for sure. And anytime BYU has a above average offensive line, they're they're good. They they have a good season. I would add that they need those chunk plays. They need the big playmakers. It, when you are relying on a team to go 12 plays in college football, something bad always seems to happen. A guy jumps off sides, a false starts, whatever, a holding penalty. Um, you just you got to do yourself a favor and just get those big chunk plays that uh, get you down, and especially when you're in the red zone, get you into the end zone. Well, we, we could look no further than that ball game. Uh, the first half, they kind of plotted along, but once they started to stress the defense— they really opened things up because the defense was then discombobulated. They were on their heels. And you could say the same thing about the Utah game for the first half, maybe into the third quarter, until he threw the pick six, Zach Wilson, is that they were stressing Utah's defense in a way and attacking them in a way that really helped them. And chunk plays and adding that as part of what they're doing is going to be huge for this football team. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Cougar Insiders podcast. We'd love to hear from you through the email at cougarinsiders at deseretnews.com. And please subscribe or download this podcast wherever you find it. We're working to deliver you the most up-to-date information on BYU Sports and love to have you join us. Big shout out to Mr. Mac as our sponsor. Tune in for great Mr. Mac promotions and sale information all season long. 